0: Hello, everybody. Is everybody back? Yeah, I see you. Okay. Oh, my gosh. The word is spreading. I can, as far as I can see across the valley and over to, oh, my gosh. I think there's billions of people here because we have a lot of billions of people to reach. Welcome, everybody. All you creatures, you make sure they are well attended to. And I want to say, welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody. How many of you been here before? Oh, about half of you. The other half, welcome. I'm glad you're here from all over the world. This is a place of teaching, getting free, deliverance, and healing. We're in the very presence of the Lord. Excuse me. for I'm looking out at the multitude. We're here in his very presence. Yes. What is this? This is the Garden of Eden. Spiritual place on planet Earth. It's where God's presence is. It's protected by a flaming sword. Did everybody see it? Yeah. Kind of scares you. Okay. And that fiery cherubim. Yeah, he nodded, said, come on in. He knew who you were, because only human spirits can come in here now. At one time, this garden, Satan snuck in. Yeah, the story, what? He went in a serpent? Yes, he did, because a was serpent was flesh. But that can't happen here anymore. That cherubim and that flaming sword will keep anything like that out. So you are welcome and you are safe here. This is God's presence. Yes, we're here. And I'm Pastor Deborah, your teacher for today. So let's begin. As always, what does everybody know? Prayer, that's right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. That you are drawing these billions and billions and billions of people spiritually to your garden to your presence, to teach them through the Holy Spirit, through your words of spirit and life. Father, you know who's here, for you have drawn them. This is your work. This is what you are doing. You are bringing your inheritance, great treasures out of darkness into the light to hear your words of truth and love, salvation and deliverance and healing, only you can provide them spiritually. And in this course, Helping People the Lord's Way, you are going to be teaching to them through Pastor Deborah's life powerful spiritual truths that will help them to learn and grow and be freer and freer. And we thank you for all the anointing, the blessings that you will put on Pastor Deborah. So her spirit can come forth and you can come right with it that they may hear you in these words. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right. We're beginning in this section of helping people the Lord's way lesson number two. We were beginning to talk about how do you do that? How did Pastor Deborah learn how to help people the Lord's way? Remember, Pastor Deborah had been a licensed clinical mental health counselor. Only knew that way, the way of the world, the way of the soul and its subconscious heart and mind to help people. Wasn't working very well. And along with the mental health counseling, there was always the biological. There was medication to help the chemicals that were inside the biological brain. Oh, then there was hypnosis. I never took that. I knew I shouldn't. Because that's dwelling deep into the subconscious part of the soul that's also dealing with the spirit. Yeah. I didn't go there. I knew I shouldn't. Okay. Because you're actually putting the spirit and the soul into a trance. And you are brainwashing it. Programming it and then you bring it out of the deep trance and the thought and the concept is implanted and when the right triggers come that's who they are that's what they believe and they go into action one of the great movies to see this in is the Manchurian Candidate yeah I think Frank Sinatra he played in the best one it was a black and white. It's about how some soldiers were captured and taken into, I think it was either China or North Korea to be brainwashed. Because there was a lady who was in politics who wanted the communist government to be in control of America. She had a stooge, a puppet husband who she controlled. And she wanted to have something, a weapon. Something she could order around to kill her enemies. And he would have no memory of it. The story goes they chose her son. Yeah. And they brainwashed him through torture. And you see that in the movie and all the other guys. Yeah. And you see what the purpose for that was. So that she could ascend to the presidency with a stooge of a husband. Hmm. Does that go on now? Yes. Is that happening now in the world of darkness? And yes, it is. It's propaganda. It's brainwashing done many, many different ways. But in Pastor Deborah's life, she knew not to do that to people trying to help them. They do that a lot now with eye movement. Uh, it's a form of hypnosis. Trying to reprogram the biological brain. They use drugs and medication. They're trying. But in the case of the Manchurian Candidate, it was purposely done to torture and abuse them. Great movie to learn how they do child abuse. Human traffickers as children and anybody that's going to be used in horrific things and have no memory of it. That's right. That's all a whole nother, other learning. But now in learning how to help people the Lord's way, Pastor Deborah had to learn first about her own family. So I could understand ancestors from way, way back. Demonic contracts and covenants. And how it is played out maybe in your lives. Maybe your life when you get back to your body is a mess. And you don't understand why. Well, Pastor Deborah learned there are powerful things you must learn about. So I'm going to just tell you a lot of my story. So you can understand that in learning how to help people the Lord's way, you must start with yourself. So let's do the short review on lesson number one. Lesson number one, we began looking at how One's own ancestors can and still do affect us in so many ways. In this new series of helping people the Lord's way, you are beginning to discover, to be shown, to be taught that we need to have revelations about our own ancient ancestors and how their lives Are affecting us. Even today. That's right. By using the example of me. Pastor Deborah. And my ancestors. You will learn just a little. Bit about the many. Factors. That affect people. That Pastor Deborah has to. Know about. Understand. And deal with. To help people. The Lord's way. And my story is just a small, minute glimpse into that. My family uh, is not unique. It is as everybody else's family. We all had ancestors. And how my ancestors and what they did helped developed me and my family, even when I was a child and even you today. I had to learn about my ancestors' culture, their norms of their family life, and what was their life and what was going on in history at that time. What were their traditions? What were their beliefs? What were their spiritual rituals and beliefs? What was their educational concepts? What did they believe was the role of the man? and the female and the children what were their basic concepts of the birth order what were their basic concepts about birth sex and the culture's concepts okay that did they favor the man child over the female and what was if you had a child that was disabled what happened to it in sparta They would look at a brand newborn baby and if there was any defects, they took him off to a cliff and threw it over and it died. Because their only weapon of warfare was the physical body. They needed strong women to birth male babies and women babies. They needed no defects, no disabilities. And you will see this in the movie, The Three Hundred. Yeah. Now there's a couple movies. The one that I like the best is the recent one, uh, that they had. Yeah. Where it shows the King of Persia. The movie 300 with Gerald Butler. Excellent to see. Ancient culture and ancestors. And even religion and the priest of the day. Oh yeah. How many priests could be bought off? So Pastor Deborah had to look back to see what was going on in my family. There was issues. There were mental health issues, spiritual issues, but I didn't know what they were. And learning how to help people the Lord's way, first you have to look and explore your own self and your own family. And you have to be able to admit. The family you were born into has issues, has problems. You may not know what they are, but God will help you. So I also had to learn about my family's ancient ancestors, rituals of worship, spirituality, leadership, their sexual habits. Yeah. Where they were from... What the culture of that region, or nation, or land was. When he oaths or pledges, or covenants they made, oh yeah, you wouldn't believe how many oaths and pledges and vows, covenants our ancestors made about us, their future generations. Yeah, powerful things to learn about, the words. You can curse generations down the road, or you can bless them all by your words. Yeah. I had to learn about the mo- my mother and father's history on both sides. I had to learn about their history of their culture and their environment. Yeah, I did. And these were just the very tip of the, the beginning the, of One's own understanding of how to help people. You have to be able to willingly look back into your own family on both sides, into your ancestors, and say that they are still affecting us today. The latest movie that just came out was The Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah where it showed this young man being advised by his ancestors, his father, who were all black panthers. They were up in a tree, because panthers are like cats, they like to hang out in trees. And how they were guiding him to be a leader. You don't know how much our leadership in the world is guided spiritually by our ancestors Our forefathers, their oaths and their pledges, their covenants, that's right, and who, what God they served and what they were trying to do. And you also have to look at how that affects you and your freedom and that you may need deliverance from that, even from your ancestors, Pastor Deborah did. And my life is a great example, and I'm willing to share that with you. Many people aren't, and many people are learning about their ancestors through DNA testing. All that tells you is that their dirt comes from the earth, but it tell and it tells you maybe a nation or a group of people, but nothing about their customs, their oaths, their pledges, their vows, their religion, That you have to study in history and documentaries. My life is a wonderful example of how helping people the Lord's way must begin with you. And that you are affected spiritually by your ancestors. Now let's listen to just a little bit of my life and how it was shaped and formed And how it spiritually affected me, even though I did not know them. And I did not know how or why my life was shaped and formed this way. My story goes like this. Pastor Deborah's heart me desired to know what was going on in my own biological earthly family. My family had issues. We, I was born into a military family. Maybe you're born, born into one also. Military can mean anybody with a powerful sense uh, to protect, defend, go to war, lay down their lives for a cause. I had a mother and a father, and I had a four-year-old brother when I was born. Very distant grandmother. I never knew my grandfather. He was already passed away on my mother's side. On my father's side, my his father was dead. His mother was missing. She ran away, died. He did not know. I knew there were some aunts and uncles on both sides, but never really met them. Had no very little contact with them. And my dad's side uh, is the more powerful one. The story goes that his family came from Northern Ireland, came over to America in the potato blight. Down through his family uh, came spiritual things that affected my brother. On my mother's side, and I'm going to get into all this, my mother was a product of American Indians and Scottish, from Scotland's heritage. So I had Indian... I had Scotland, Ireland, okay, Catholicism and Protestantism in my environment, culture of the family. The family I was born into, grew up in, became more and more evident to me there was problems. And they were very emotionally traumatic I always said I grew up with a mother who didn't have a full deck of cards. She wasn't mentally, emotionally there for me. My father was. My brother was not. I had no idea what was wrong. Of course, there was no family counseling in a military family. You don't do that. You don't expose. You don't talk. Code of silence. My parents were 10 years apart in age. My father was from the Philadelphia area. My mother was from California. My mother met my father when she was about 18. I think they married at 19 after he had been gone for a year into Saudi Arabia. So I have connections to Saudi. I have connections to oil companies through Standard Oil, to California, to the Northeast. My father was a military officer. And he was about 28 or 29. He was 10 years older than my mother. And my mother's ancestry, as I said, was Scottish, Irish, Cherokee Indians. That's really something to know. The Cherokees were very spiritual. Mm -hmm. They got off into that world. The Iroquois, other northern tier of America, and the Apaches, very violent. And biologically, I was connected through an Indian Lady to Sam Houston on my mother's side. And Sam Houston was a governor of Texas. And also there was the southern Alabama. I think around Ozark, Alabama culture. uh, Where my grandmother grew up in. Protestant, southern, Baptist religion. So I'm telling you all this is because I had to explore it. To see how all this affected me. Because I wasn't going to be able to help you or other people the Lord's way till I could look at people's ancestors and what was going on in a whole scope of things. Okay, I, I have a family who had an uncle who worked, I said, with the Saudi Arabia when they were first developing their oil. I think it was the Standard Oil Company. So I had a mixture of foods. Culture, Protestant, Catholic, 10 years difference, Scotland, Ireland, American Indians, okay? So then what happened, uh, my mother's family was, didn't see much of them. My mother came into the marriage with a lot of bitterness and jealousy, hate towards her sisters. She was her father's favorite child. There was, I think, four girls he died of a heart attack she blamed her mother she was jealous of her sisters she brought all of that into the marriage it was eating her alive she was a chain smoker she smoked inside the house Pastor Deborah was sick all the time tonsillitis strep throat allergies because I was allergic to the cigarette smoke she was a chain smoker my father was different he had one sister, but the story goes that when my dad married my mother, who was a Protestant, Catholics didn't do that at the time. So his sister hated my father's wife, my mama, and wouldn't talk to him. So we had hate, religious problems going on. And both of these parents brought that into the marriage And into the family. With them, And both of these unresolved issues. And unforgiveness and bitterness. Ate them both alive. My dad was a nibbler of candy. And he just worked and worked and worked. My mom smoked cigarettes and worked. And my mom was unemotional. Really unattached to me. She was attached to my brother. But this is where we'll get deep into the story. From that foundation. And here's how we get into the, ants okay, you're getting the ancestor's view. There were problems in the family. Pastor Deborah was born into it. Didn't know anything about it. And what was happening, there was always trauma, fighting verbally, rejection, silent treatment, unforgiveness, indoor smoking, father always working, brother not really. Bonding with Pastor Deborah, He was always getting in trouble. or was always crying and upset. Brother, as he got older, ran away from home, stole the car, got in trouble, did, ran off, got in jail. I don't know what was going on. Nobody was talking. Called the suicide line several times for help on my mother. She had issues. She wouldn't go to a psychiatrist. They asked too many personal questions. I just turned to books and I turned to the Bible and I turned to peace and to just being alone. Loved being alone in the house when it was quiet, peaceful. And what happened? My deep looking began with her death. Throughout the years before that, A lot of family trouble at every Christmas and holiday, family fights, brother coming. Uh, He had long hair and a mustache. My mother was not going to tolerate that. Kicked him out, come just all the time. No holiday meal, no nothing was ever enjoyable. It was always horrible. So I don't even enjoy the holiday meals now. So what happened was when my mother laid in my living room, right over there, dying of liver cancer, she had gone in, she had gotten Alzheimer's with hallucinations. She was hearing dogs barking, thought she heard her grandkids in the house falling down, but she was always fine. But she wasn't. She had tried to commit suicide years ago several times. Never sought any help. My father was a, couldn't do anything. He was powerless against her. Uh, my brother tried to help. He was blaming me that I should say something. So I told my dad she needs to go see a psychiatrist, but he couldn't get her there. So she eventually got in the hospital. They gave her three weeks to live with inoperable liver cancer. We brought her to my house. And my parents grew up in a time, you don't talk about health issues, you're always fine. You don't talk about family. You keep it all inside. And it was eating both of them alive. So what happened on her deathbed, my brother was sitting there with her, sort of stroking her head. He was making peace with her after long years of fighting. And he said when he walked away, I feel like she's abandoning me and rejecting me again. And I'm gone. She's dying. She can't help it. He says, I can't help how I feel. That is what I feel. That started me looking. And I learned even from some multi generational Satanists why that happened. And here is the story. Years and years ago, my on oh, my father's side about four generations back. There was a young lady up in Northern Ireland where there was a lot of Druids, and she had had sex with a Satanic high priest of the Druid religion. She got pregnant. She had a son. She wanted it. The high priest wanted to take it and sacrifice it to Satan, to their gods. But she made a deal with the high priest. And the God of the Druids, whoever he was. That if she could keep this male child, her firstborn. Satan and the satanic Druids and stuff could have her fourth generational firstborn male. She made a covenant to keep the child she had. And to give and reject and abandon her firstborn grandson in four generations. And guess who that was? That's right. My brother. What saved him from early childhood death was that he believed in Christ Jesus. He's in heaven now. And how the story goes, four generations keep on moving. Other things happening. Other things happening. More stuff happening. Piling up through these people. So here comes Pastor Deborah. Into this family. And I was told. When this happened. Four generations back. This vow. This oath. This covenant. When my brother was born. Remember this is on my father's side now. My mother started rejecting him. Here comes the curse. Abandoning him. But how it worked at first. Was my father would go over to Saudi Arabia. For a year unaccompanied. My mother and my brother had all that time together. They bonded. Then father comes home and wants to be with his wife. So she leaves him with babysitters. He starts feeling abandoned by his mama, rejected, which is what was happening and what was the curse that was to come on that child. You're going to abandon that baby. Oh, no, no, I'm not. You can do that. Four generations from now. So started the process of abandoning, rejecting, killing, giving up to my brother. This went on for four years. Now my mother did not know this. Neither did my father or my brother. Then I came along and my brother's four years old. She has to take care of me. More abandonment. More rejection. And time when I became cognitive of the world, I could see he was gaining weight. He, he was trying to eat all his mama's food. He was trying to please her. Never could. Because the curse was already at work. The covenant was happening. He was the chosen one. From the oath and the vow. On my dad's side. Of this lady. That a mother would reject. And had rejected. And had given up her firstborn son, to Satan, four generations back. My dad knew nothing of this. I knew nothing. And here it is, my mother's dying. I started looking back. How could that be? Where did he get those feelings from? When did that happen? And I started studying my ancestors. And God helped me to see that what our ancestors say and do and covenant, the culture affects us. And I couldn't be helped, and I couldn't help people the Lord's way unless I was willing to go back and look. People make oaths. People make vows. They dedicate us. They want something, and they give up a future generation. They make oaths, and the fathers curse their own children. Noah did that after the flood. He got caught drunk with his riches down. One of his sons came in, Ham, with a light and he left it there and he saw his dad's nakedness. And when the other two brothers came in, God, Noah woke up, was mad, embarrassed, humiliated and angry. But he could not curse Ham because God had already blessed him by words. Told him to be blessed and go, but he cursed his grandson, Canaan. Who did nothing. And he said Canaan would be a servant. Us his brothers. Slavery. Canaan would not have God as his excellency or his protection. Slavery. God would not be his God. Remember these are the three boys of Noah after the flood. That were to populate the whole world. Or repopulate it. So. One of the grandkids was cursed by a grandfather's words because he got caught doing something he shouldn't have done. And out of anger and humiliation, a grandfather cursed his own grandson and all of that people that would come from him. And in the world, they believe that's where slavery came from and that those people were covenanted and they were designed and that was spoken into them and the God of Abraham this Christ Jesus would not be their God so guess who they got they got other gods they got polygods and they got a lot of other gods so a grandfather can curse generations a father's words a mother's words I had to learn about oaths covenants, ancestors, why they say what they do, how they can hurt, curse, four, five, ten thousand generations down the road until somebody recognizes the role of the ancestors and the demonics that are attached to the words, because they're containers, and you break off power and the bondage of the ancestors and all that has been said the covenants and the oaths and i learned that about pastor deborah so when i got it i broke that off of me i broke the words the power the connections yeah so i began help i began helping people the lord's way by first getting myself free from my ancestors, from any words that were spoken over me. So what I learned was you must be willing to look back. When I got into deliverance work, and still am, I used that knowledge to set people free. The very first thing I always did, when I would see demonics manifesting, vexing, tormenting somebody, and I knew they were there, I'd say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I break and destroy every word, every oath, every connection to the generations before this person, the ancestors back 10,000 generations back all the way to Noah. I cut your power, your dominion, your purposes. I had to study word curses. I had to study words could be blessings. They were containers of blessings or curses. So I had to study that in learning how to help people the Lord's way. I had to understand the history of ancestors. And many people still call on ancestors today to do spiritual work. Some people call on inner light. They call on higher lights. They call on everything. They know they're spiritually to have help. What saved my brother from total destruction was that my mom got us to church when we were very young. Because as an officer family, you went to church. Got him dedicated. We went to Sunday school. Now, all three of them are in heaven. But their earthly lives were miserable. And it affected me. And I didn't know why for most of my life. And you may not know why. Born into a family, why is your family this way? Why does your father believe this? Why does he treat your mother this way? Why do your brothers do this? Why is the culture the way it is? Where did it come from? What is the purpose of all this religion and ritual? What is going on? Man is trying so hard to worship a god. Most of them don't know which god. They think they do. Okay? And so I had to study me to learn about how to help people. I had to get free first. I had to have an understanding. And then I had to study deliverance and how deliverance work sets captives free. There's a story in the Bible. A mother, a Samaritan lady came to Jesus and said, could you please help my daughter? She's being vexed by a devil. And the Samaritan was not a Jew. And he says, but I've only come to really help them right now. He says, yeah, but my daughter. She says, okay, go home. It's taken care of. I had to learn how to do deliverance by just thinking. Being asked by people who don't even believe. But when they come to this Christ Jesus or the pastor, they're seeking the help of this God. Mm-hmm. Demonic spirits are a great thing that you must study. Curses, blessings, the, how words can hurt and stuff. Our ancestors can be putting us under curses or blessings. And we don't even know it. That's right. Religious leaders, you have to study the power of the Father's blessing to begin learning how to help people the Lord's way. One of the foundational scriptures that Pastor Deborah has always used that would take me back into the Old Testament, I'll begin it with in Luke, Luke 4 16 through 22. And this is the fulfillment of Isaiah 61 and 62 out of the Bible. Let me read it. This is, uh, Jesus had gone into the wilderness. He had been tempted in three ways. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He passed those, and he came out, and he was full of the Spirit. Luke four fourteen. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Ask yourself when you are helping people. Is there a fame that goes out about you? That people can come to you and be helped, healed? Do you just have a reputation of, I'll do my best. But we can't cure you. There is no cure. We'll just can manage and maintain. That's mental health. There is no cure. We can manage your problems. We can help you get some new things to manage your things. But there's no cure. Because they don't know how to do it. Verse 15. And he taught in their synagogues. Being glorified of all. Now That's an interesting statement. Pastor Deborah, I don't go physically anywhere. But I'm going into the synagogue inside of you, the very heart of the temple, the spirit. Not so that I can be glorified, but that the word, its light, its love can be glorified. I'm just bringing it to you. Verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. The men did that. Remember, the women weren't allowed to do that. That's another custom. Mm -hmm. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Verse 18 These are the red words. Christ Jesus speaking to you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Word of God, because He, the Lord, has anointed me, the Word, to preach, teach, explain, proclaim the good news, the gospel, to the spiritually poor. He has sent me to heal the spiritually broken hearted. To spiritually preach spiritual deliverance to the spiritual captives. And spiritual recovery of spiritual sight to the spiritually blind. To set at liberty them that are spiritually bruised. I had to learn in helping people the Lord's way to put the word spiritual in front of everything. Because he says my words are words of spirit and life. And I can demonstrate the spiritual reality in the natural and Jesus did that a lot. Verse number 19 And I've come to spiritually preach the spiritual, acceptable year of the Lord. Now, that is right out of Isaiah 61 and 62. I am working through that in the tele ministry. I'm up to, I think, verse 8. And it takes a long time because I'm a slow teacher. Now, when I learned all of this, it was fast paced, God was in a hurry. For me to learn how to help people the Lord's way. I had to read six, eight books at one time. Watch videos after videos. Church six and seven nights a week. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Get on the prayer team. Learn how to pray with people. Learn how to sit in church. Take notes. How to pray and intercede for people. How to do deliverance. Do you cast out devils? Do you even believe they exist? I want you to go watch the movie, The The Last Rite. I think, excellent true story about a Catholic priest who didn't believe there were demonic spirits. So he got sent to Rome to work under an elderly guy. And it was excellent. It was on a CD. And uh, watch it. Also something called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Excellent to watch. True story. Once again, you're in the Catholicism. At least they do believe in demonic spirits coming into people. That's right. The movie The Exorcist is a true story. The true story was not a little girl who played by Linda Blair. It was a little boy. But his grandmother was into witchcraft. There's the ancestors. And they came into this person and the catholic church had to do deliverance now the older man had to go back into his history he ran into this thing years and years ago over in egypt i think there are other ones about true stories about deliverance there's a lot of deliverance ministries that are excellent some get way off Uh, Derek Prince is a great one. He's gone on to heaven to learn from about deliverance. There's excellent, I think uh, there's something called bondage breakers. I stepped into a field and happened to be in a denomination that believed these things were real. And then when I learned my family's story, and I'd read the Bible about demon possession and Uh, vexing and tormenting, and even that epilepsy is caused by the death and dumb spirit. And I studied a wonderful book called The Strong Man. What's His Game? What's His Name? By doctors, the Robertsons, who were Assembly of God ministers. I think they're both gone on to heaven now. I had to study to help people the Lord's way. My own family had those spiritual demonic connections to the Druids. And curses had to read. So let's go on now. Here's Jesus. He just read this right out of Isaiah. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness, verse 22, and wondered at the graciousness of the words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not just the earthly son of Joseph, Say. He's talking spiritual. And they're going to say. He's not a pastor. A preacher. This is spiritual stuff. He's just the earthly son. Verse 22. I'm sorry. Verse 23. And he said unto them. You will surely say unto me. This proverb. Physician. Heal yourself. Which they said to him on the cross. Whosoever. We have heard. Done in Capernaum. Do also here in your country. 20, verse 24, and he said, Truly I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. In helping people the Lord's way, I had to first learn about Pastor Deborah's family. God used it as a framework to help people the Lord's way. I was studying, studying, studying. What? You need some curses broken off of you. You know that some of your family, yeah, yes, yes, you can be named after an ancestor, and that ancestor's curse or blessing that was on them can come to you just because you've been named after them. That's right. Because people, Satan and his familiar spirits, a familiar spirit, stays in the family, okay, travels. In my case, that rejection, abandonment, ick, went to my brother, not to me, because I was protected by the word. I was not the firstborn male. They got him. Then he passed that on to his own children. He got married two times and divorced. Rejection, abandonment. He kept trying to get back with his mama. Rejection, abandonment. And he passed that rejection on to his daughter and his son and his grandkids. And he actually, he became mentally ill. He was a borderline personality diagnosis, which means he was half a child, half an adult, maybe a teen, didn't ever want to grow up. He wanted to be a child and be loved by his mama. He didn't want any responsibility as an adult. It was never his fault. That's a borderline person. And he was manic depressive. He'd swing high emotionally, very angry, jealous, and, so, and then he would crash into depression. And he passed that on. So he's gone now into heaven, but it's running his side of the family. And when my father passed away, my father had some issues. And I explained to my son that they were, those things in him were looking for open doors. Between him, that grandchild, and the other two. They weren't coming to me. I closed those doors from those ancestors. And I prayed with him. So you have to learn about prayer. Breaking off ancestors. Understand familiar spirits. Traveling familiar. That means they're familiar with the family. And they got started way, way back. You might even have the curse of Canaan on you, and you are nothing but a slave. Maybe you are a slave as a to a pimp, human trafficking, sex, a slave to greed, a slave in any way, work, mm-hmm. and that goes back. And God is of uh, the Bible is not your God, and you are not protected. I'm gonna tell you how that works. The God of the Bible protects Pastor Deborah i've come into a deep relationship and we just had a major uh low pressure off of texas and louisiana trying to come our way we had had several months of weekly horrible thunder and rain and i was getting tired of it so i'm sitting outside and it's blowing wind and there's a big high and the spirit of the lord that was in the wind said I have set my angel there in that high and it is coming down and pushing and keeping that demonic storm from coming your way. I'm giving you rest. You are highly favored because that storm that was trying to come at that time was of Satan. I had the wind and the power of God helping me so I would have a peaceful week or two or three. Husband would, dog would. Wait till the wind, the spirit that's in the wind talks to you. Yes, nature can be used by either side. Either side can use water, the plants, storms, anything. Animals, other people, government. No government down here is of the God of the Bible. Only the kingdom of God. And most people go, what is going on? They think everything is, no, they don't want to be under God. They want God of the Bible out. That's right. Because they know he's a God of judgment. And really the systems you see everywhere is in the kingdom of darkness. Which you have to study if you're going to help people the Lord's way. So I had to study demonic spirits, deliverance. I had to have gifts of discerning of spirits to see into the spirit realm. I had to have, my spirit had to be receiving words of knowledge. I had to have a deep relationship, become one with God. And once I was starting to do that, he was showing me my family and how the ancestors that had happened four generations back affected my family and how it could have continued with my son or me or grandchildren Mm -hmm. so you have to pray you have to know you have to cut that stuff off through prayer or have it done what okay it looks like many of you have to have a lot cut off all right dear heavenly father we ask You brought them here so you could break the ancestors, the bondages, the covenants, the oaths to Satan and the kingdom of darkness off of these people. Father, you brought them here for this teaching so that you could free them and fulfill the words of Jesus Christ that what they heard today has been fulfilled in their ears Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62 in their life. Break the bondages, the word curses of the ancestors, the families. Cut off the familiar spirits back 10,000 generations back to Noah. Free these spirits from the ancestors. Cut off the curses, the words, even destroy their name spiritually. And set them free. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh my goodness. The lights. The sparkle. Just stay still. that It won't hurt you. It's just his light and glitter. Coming down. Cleaning you up. Mm -hmm. Destroying all that evil. All that is not of him. We'll just sit here a few minutes while he works. He's usually pretty fast. Father, ask as you fill them up then with the goodness of your name, the goodness of your blessings, the goodness of your wonderful blessings of Isaiah 61 and 62 for them. They are your heritage your inheritance. Send these billions and billions of people back to their bodies, different, changed, and help them to stand against all and to hold when the attacks come. When they're said you're different, you don't seem to be the same person, you've changed your name, you don't want to be called that. Why are you reading the Bible now? Why are you not following your father or the dictates? Why don't you want to? Learn how to cut off somebody's head. Why don't you want to follow the prophet anymore? Why don't you want to read that? Why do you want to read that book? Father, help them to stand strong with you as you help them the Lord's way. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, Father, I'm going to leave them all here with you while you work. And I'll see all of you in the next Helping People the Lord's Way. I think it'll be lesson number three. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually the Lord's way for many, many years. Come again, watch another one and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel to make comments and if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at org, You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love Is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many Many years. Love always and forever. Pastor Depp.